0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live
2: right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm going to be taking your calls and your questions today. For the first half of our program, we're going to be talking with Carl and Maren Peterson at a very important topic uh, on educating us on Colorado's stance on abortion. So we're going to be getting to them in a moment. But for you guys listening in on Hope FM, listening in on Truth FM and other stations around the country, uh, even those of you tuned in online around the world and in a different place, we want to invite you to be a part of today's discussion, especially if you have family members that are in Colorado, if you have people that you know that are in the state here this is a pretty important, and I think for some, for you guys listening in, a very shocking uh, day of information for you when it comes to abortion, and specifically late-term abortion. Now, I want to I let you know in the first half of the program, if children, if you have kids around um, the, the radio... There may be some sensitive uh, information shared that you may want to take an opportunity to listen to this on podcast or you know, if your kids are in the kitchen, shuffle them into another room because you need to hear this. You need to be a part of this. So you guys in uh, Hope FM, Truth FM, uh, I want you to to know that uh, be informed not only what's going on in here in Colorado because you know Grace FM uh, is where Calvary Live originates. So know what's going on in our state, but I, what I encourage you, Um, I would like to encourage you, find out what's going on in your state, find out what's happening and what the laws and the legislature and the government are doing in your state, but we have Carl and Maren Peterson in studio with us today, they have a heart and a commitment on educating uh, what the important life-saving measures that we can participate in here in Colorado, so welcome to the program, Carl.
0: Hi, Ed. How are you? I'm doing
2: great. Thank you for having me, Marin. welcome.
3: Thank you so much.
2: So let's talk. Let's just jump right to it since we're limited on time. Talk to me about Colorado's stance on abortion.
3: Well, thank you so much, Ed, for having us on the show. This is such a great opportunity. Um, We have the privilege of partnering with Due Date Too Late and uh, the opportunity to get the word out about Initiative 120. And... Colorado's stance on abortion. Uh, currently, Colorado is the capital of late-term abortions um, and becoming widely known as the tourism state for abortion. People are, women and men are traveling um, all over the world, i sorry, all over the US to come to Colorado and um, have, pro- have abortions performed here in our state.
0: So specifically, um, it's uh, legal to perform an abortion up to nine months into pregnancy for any reason in Colorado. And so it's, it's just been our heart to share the Initiative 120, which it, it's the first effort to bring a moderate law that could pass and actually decrease the number of abortions in Colorado. Um, so some of the topics we'll go over today is uh, Colorado Stance on Abortion, Initiative 120 some facts about what late-term abortion is and how you can help. Also, um, prayers that we would ask for um, from anyone in Colorado or all over the United States.
2: So I'm reading here, it says, Colorado's law is less restrictive than New York, California, or Massachusetts.
0: Right, so Colorado actually, before Roe v. Wade um, in 1973, Colorado uh, legalized late-term abortion I think in 1967. So it's been legalized even since before Roe versus Wade.
3: And they were the first state to decriminalize abortion. Um, Currently, Colorado has no limitations on abortion uh, whatsoever. So truly up until the moment of birth, you can make that decision to have an abortion in our state.
0: And only a slim percentage of the hundreds of women seeking late-term abortions are actually from Colorado, so very minimal are actually from this state.
2: It says here an average of 350 abortions beyond 21 weeks gestation are performed in Colorado every year. That's almost one a late-term abortion, almost one a day. Just short of 15 Mm -hmm. for one a day, and one in four babies is aborted for Down syndrome at the late-term abortion clinic in Boulder, which is, according to Warren Hearns, is that a doctor? It is. Doctor, Doctor Hearns' own admission, but less than three percent for fatal fetal abnormalities.
0: And so, if you want to, if you think about what 21 to 22 weeks is in pregnancy, that's about five and a half months, and. Marin was just telling me yesterday that um, most neonatal care um, intensive care units at hospitals now will take a they have uh, the capability to take care of a twenty three week old baby and most of those at twenty three weeks survive almost all of them do
2: It says here that uh according to a Gallup poll a couple years ago seventy three percent of Americans believe abortion should have limitations uh, This would bring the law kind of tying into initiative uh 120 is is the law would bring us more in line with other states correct Um, so let's talk about this for a second let's just talk Seventy three percent of americans believe abortion should have limitations and i would say a majority of i would hope believers uh in jesus christ that believe that life happens according to god's word uh, and according to logic and obvious um, observation, that life begins at conception, that a baby is, begins to develop in the womb immediately upon fertilization, uh, that seventy-three percent of Americans, I would, I would say, um, most believers would would have should have limitations. Why do you think that limitations are being taken away? Why do you think Colorado has such a stance on? Abortion. What? What do you, from from your perspective, what do you guys see?
3: Honestly, this uh, information was quite shocking for us to learn as well. Um, I did not expect to see that Colorado was so liberal on their stance with abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um,
0: you know, uh, when you said that um, at the moment of conception, you know that baby has its own set of DNA. So for anyone to say that that's anything other than a baby with its own set of DNA, you know, that's, that's absolutely not true or logical, like you said. So um, I'm not exactly sure why, you know, Colorado is that way, but it's Colorado seems to be the first in a lot of things that are somewhat going the wrong direction. And I don't know why that is exactly, but there's something we can do as citizens to help, which is, you know, God's given us this, um amazing freedom of being able to participate in our government. We are the government here in, in Colorado in the United States. And so I feel like we would be good stewards of the gift God has given us of the freedom to vote and to petition and to sign a petition and to get something on the ballot and to show up at the at the voting box and say, Hey, this is this is what I think, you know, and I think being a good steward of that just as if we were good stewards of our body of you know the land or whatever god has given us cuz all these things are gifts and i'd say in all the cultures and history in the world the united states has the most freedom that you know i can think of and so we we have a responsibility as um
2: citizens yes yeah. so let's talk a let's talk a couple of things before we get into initiative 2120 um, let's talk to uh, for a moment to the woman that's listening that's had an abortion because anytime this topic comes up there there are those that that look over their shoulder and perhaps because they've made a, a bad decision previously they they tend to take a more liberal view because it relieves a little bit of the guilt that they carry um, because there's a lot of things that we don't have time to talk about when it comes to abortion that that really harms and not not only does it take the life of a baby but it really harms and hurts the woman the mom the dad and 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 so the, the only way that guilt for an abortion could be removed is by the blood of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and i think with the knowledge that we all have looking backwards um, if we knew then what we know now i know that we would have made a there's a very good chance uh, that we would have made a different decision. So if you're listening in right now and you are sensing some kind of pressure, you're sensing maybe, you know, why are you talking about this? Um, That's not nice. Um, I didn't mean it or I didn't know it or any of those things. I want to relieve some of the pressure for you. The discussion that we're having now is not backwards and condemnation. It's like in this moment right now. Um, and I would even say that I, I would even, I would even sense that there is someone listening. That abortion is one of the options to the baby that's in their room right now. Maren, what would you say to a woman that has a baby in their room right now is afraid, maybe is on a career track? There's a lot of reasons why abortion comes up. Sure. If you had a chance to sit in this empty chair with her, what would be some things you tell her?
3: Sure, I would. Um, I would first sit down next to you and I would pray with you. And I would say, turn your eyes to Jesus and seek his guidance and know that he gives life and that every life is so precious. And if you are concerned about your career path or your resources or how you might provide for that baby, that you would believe that God created and had a design for your baby from the moment of conception and that God has a plan and a purpose for not only your life and bringing this opportunity to you but he has a master plan for your baby and he is going to fulfill that purpose in you and your baby and I would encourage you to reach out to someone you trust, and if there is not someone that you can think of close to you, um, to reach out to a church or to um, Alternatives Pregnancy or a um, friend or family member who could just listen to you for a moment and help you to see the preciousness and the value of the life that you have in your hands. And to know the preciousness of your own body. I, that is how I would encourage someone.
2: And whether you're listening in Pennsylvania right now, you're listening in New Jersey, the choice is truly yours. It is a choice. And it is yours. And we're asking you to choose life. And I know it's scary. Maybe, you know, maybe even listening in, there might be someone that's just really politicized this comment and taken it away from the human the human element and say, It's a right, I can do anything with my body. You you can do anything with your body. The government didn't give you that right. God gave you that right the ability to make free will choices. And so what we're asking you is to consider, as scared as you might be, you know, because a pendulum swings. I always think of people listening to a show just flipping through the channel, and and they're lit, they come on this, they're just flipping through the dial, and here they are on the topic of abortion for such a time as this. This is God's will for you to listen to us right now. And I think of the pendulum, the pendulum from a scared teenager uh, to a really successful businesswoman that a pregnancies disrupted her plans and everything in between that you're right. I'm not going to disagree with you. The choice is yours. So we're asking you to make a good choice and to preserve life and to preserve the the reality of the the kind of damage that you do to yourself physically and spiritually. And another choice that's before you is to become involved in the political process as Carl, you were telling us, we are the government. So tell me a little bit about this Initiative 120 here in Colorado. Yeah. So Initiative 120 bans abortion after 22
0: weeks, which is five months into pregnancy. It's the first effort to bring a moderate law that could actually pass and decrease the number of abortions in Colorado. You know, our, our view on this is even if this saves one life, that's— that's really worth it. Um, you know, it we need 125,000 signatures and we know that's possible with God and um
2: we need them by the end of the month, yes. by January
0: 31st. Yes. By January 31st. Um, but we know that's possible. Anything's possible. Um and we know that our prayers will be answered and we just we um you know, how you can help is just um, signing the petition, if if you don't know where to sign the petition, you can, well, for one, you can go to the rally at the state capitol on, it's actually this Saturday at 1 p.m. You can sign a petition there, or you can send an email to petitions at due late.com You can sign up to be an ambassador. And could you, Marin, explain kind of what an ambassador is?
3: Absolutely. Um, if you have interest in becoming an ambassador, you... Would sign up to um, get a set of petitions to reach out to other friends, family members, church members to request signatures that you could you yourself could turn in. So if this is something that you are interested in participating in, um, the email that Carl gave petitions at due date to late dot com, you can email that email directly and request information. And you can also go to the due date website to read about the entire initiative.
2: If you're just joining us, you tune in to Calvary Live today, we're talking to Carl Marin Peterson about initiative 120 here in Colorado. The website that they're they're referring to is due date. That's D-U-E-Date Too Late T-O-O, L-A-T-E dot com all the information that you're looking for on the topic. Uh, again, as Carl mentioned, initiative 120 is the first effort to bring a moderate law that could pass and actually decrease the number of abortions. You gotta understand when we're talking late-term abortions, we're talking about to the moment before birth. That and and in some cases, and, and we don't want to get into all the details, it's a grisly, gruesome way to end a life that's legal and I was a little shocked so you know we're talking about we're, ta- we're talking about abortion and legislatively taking a stand in Colorado whether you're listening in Colorado or not um, pray for us if you know people in Colorado get them active send them to the website do date too latecom but also wherever whatever state you're listening in um, find out what's going on in your state um, that imagine you know late the late term, a nine month uh, pregnancy, full term abortion is hard for us to conceive. Like that's hard. but but what's but but at 22 weeks, even 22 weeks sounds kind of, uh, well, that's not too many weeks. That's five months. That's five months. And I was looking uh, right when you guys were talking, I was looking at the due date too late Twitter feed. and it says at 22 weeks, a baby is the size of a papaya. Mm-hmm. I just bought a papaya for Marie <laughs> recently. I don't normally we don't normally have that fruit in the house, but you, you can hold that in two hands, mm-hmm. right. And Absolutely. as you guys were saying, I've done a lot of trips to the NICU to visit babies and families and, and preemies, and uh, they're fully they're fully alive. They're fully babies. Mm-hmm. And, and I was looking at these dates too, you know so, so let me speak again as we're weaving in and out of initiative 120. Um, that the, the the human part of this, um, the year I was born, I've always referred. This this was a shocking line to me, in this line in in my notes here. Colorado was the first state in the union to decriminalize abortion in 1967, uh, even before Roe v. Wade in 1973. So many times, in even in a message, I do a, a, a sanctity of life message or share a little bit of my testimony. I say um, I was born before 1973 and. And so abortion was a extremely limited option to my birth mother because uh, those that follow the church here know I was adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I was given up for adoption by an unmarried couple, and, and I always referred to 73. But if they were in Colorado, uh, that would have been an option. It would have. Because I'm in between these years, and that would have been an option. And I personally am very grateful in the life that I've lived that the the mother that con- the mother and father that conceived me, whatever it was and whatever it took, who knows the kind of uh, trauma and difficulty and pressure and stress whatever they had in the '60s, um, that the final outcome was handing me handing me alive over to the adoption agency of Los Angeles County, and uh, here I am, you know, fifty plus years later. And so there is, as if you're just joining us, Maren had shared a little bit earlier if she had the privilege of talking to a woman uh, who has abortion as an option. You know, I, I, I pray that it's not an option, but just say it is for whatever reason. Um, we don't stand in judgment on you because you're processing options or you're afraid or maybe you're caught up in career or whatever it might be and that's your thinking right now. We don't stand in judgment on you. We just ask you to give us the chance to reason with you for the life that's within your womb. And and it's unfortunate that the laws of our land continue to slide away from life, making it more of a political statement, making it more, uh, if there's two lives, mom and the baby, that the value of choice of the mom is more valuable to, than the voiceless one in the womb. And, you know, biblically, from a Biblical perspective, just just a simple reading of the Bible, would show that life is life across the board, whether it's life in the womb, or it's life in a convalescent home, or it's life with some sort of um, challenge in the body, challenge in the mind, whether it's a traumatic brain injury. Um, I was shocked to, to read about the one in four babies are aborted for Down syndrome, or the suggestion of Down syndrome at late-term abortion uh, clinic in Boulder. Um, but a, Down, a, a child with Down syndrome, an adult with Down syndrome is loved and cared for mm-hmm. and cherished. And so the folks behind Initiative 120 is, are asking you to get involved. They need 125,000 signatures by January 31st. There's a rally at the state capitol this Saturday at 1 o'clock. Um, you can be an ambassador at your church. All you need to do is email them at petitions. At due date late and you can get more information and connecting with them. You can connect on Twitter uh, with the um, at sign due date too late. They're on Facebook, same thing. Due late, due date too late. Uh, information's available: Twitter, Facebook, their website. But there's also the need for funding. So talk to us about the need for funding.
0: Right. Um, about a million dollars is needed to get the initiative onto the 2020 ballot. That would be, you know, everything it takes for advertising and getting the word out and whatever is needed in that. And then also, you know, they're expecting Planned Parenthood to more than likely be spending more than six to eight million to combat this initiative. So as much funding as they can get to help with that, um, uh, putting that initiative onto the ballot, the, the better.
2: And so we can help financially. You can give at 2 duedatetolate.com. Due you need to sign the petition. You can become an ambassador if you want to represent uh, the initiative. And then, obviously, we have some prayer requests. And so what can we encourage people to be praying about?
3: We need prayer and We'd like to encourage that we can reach the 125,000 people that we need signatures for, um, that people's hearts and minds would be changed about protecting life in Colorado and in our nation, and that we would have the proper funding for everything needed to educate um, as many, all of our voters and that God would bring the right people to help our effort, and that through this we can shine the light of Christ's love through this difficult issue.
2: And you know, we, mean, we underestimate the power of prayer. We also underestimate the power of money, uh, and the, the ability for the collective force of, of the Church to come together and support those things that we're behind and that we, that we want to come alongside and support. Um, I, I see. I notice here as a reminder of how voting is a privilege that's been given to us by God. So is petitioning, and and again, as you're listening in, not everyone's called to do this. Not everyone's called to petition or rally, uh, but everyone's called to be involved in some way. And and we're asking you to consider being involved. Uh, we're asking you to consider standing in the gap. Uh, it says the president. Is this the president of the United States? Yep. President just signed a law effective January 2020 that says you can take up to five thousand dollars from your retirement fund, uh, your four hundred and one k, penalty free, to adopt or pay for birth expenses. Correct. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I just read that, that last is
2: night. Brand new information. Yep, brand new to me. That's a that's pretty powerful because we've seen we've seen a big move on this side of town. You know, through Project um, One Twenty, uh, is it One Twenty Seven? Uh, the, the, the foster care adoption um, ministry that's here on this side of town it was in the um, Colorado community for a long time. I think they might still be associated with them. And, of course, quite a few people in our church have adopted and have a great big heart for adoption. This is huge. It's, it's huge. huge because usually if you take out a 401K or your
0: IRAs early, you get taxed penalty. and penal- yeah. penalized.
2: Yeah. And you're tax mostly double. It depends on
0: what kind you have. Right. <laughs> so this is huge. I mean, think about it. The, I just read a statistic that said in 1998... A poll that was taken on why women had abortions. The second one was because they couldn't, they they didn't have the funds to either give birth or to pay for having a baby at home. So this would take care of, you know, at least the birthing expenses.
2: Well, well let me let me say, um, uh, having a couple different angles on this topic for me personally, that that when Marie and I were teenagers, I, I got my teenage girlfriend pregnant, and she was 15 at the time, and I was 17. And, and not having any idea what the future would hold or what we were going to do. Uh, abortion wasn't in the picture at all. Uh, we didn't know what we were going to do, but it wasn't in the picture. Uh, there, we, we weren't f- in no relationship with God, but enough religion in us that that wasn't an option. But we also wanted to make sure that uh, we wanted to know if she was pregnant or not. So we went through the Yellow Pages, went to this clinic. For f- it, it got our attention with free pregnancy tests. But it was an abortion clinic. And they, we didn't know that. We just, the free was what was, was attractive to me. And fortunately, we went through the whole process and, and um, you know, we gave birth. Not only did we give birth to a beautiful son, but uh, we ended up getting married. We ended up getting saved. And on that list goes. And so I would just say this um, first of all, thank you guys for coming in today. Um, the website is due com, And I would just say this. If you're a woman and, and abortion is, even if you, you want to argue and be mad about it, come to church to, to, to here tonight. We will be here. And there is somebody physically human to talk to. And I would even say, like I said, I, I mean, obviously you might be upset and mad that we're talking about this. Even if you want to clear the air, I'll, you can argue with me. You can yell at me if you want. As long as you would give me a chance to talk to you about the baby in your womb, I would love to do that with you. But I would suspect there's more people that are afraid, that, that just need to be calm, need to be prayed for. You you can come here in a judge free like Like, we will not condemn you for the thoughts you're having. We'll tell you the truth and we'll encourage you. We can even put you in contact with people that can help you. But we'll be here tonight and I'll give you a little bit more information after the break. But thanks, you guys, for coming in. Thank, Thank you. you so much. late.com. Uh, Initiative 120, we want to see late-term abortion taken away here in Colorado, the worst state when it comes to late-term abortions. This is Calvary Live. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome
0: back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
2: Hey, welcome back everyone to Calvary Live. We're glad you have joined us today on the second half of today's program. My name is Ed Taylor. We just finished up. Uh, half hour with Carl and Marin Peterson. They came representing Initiative 120 here in Colorado. And they wanted to let you know as well, we forgot to mention that from 8 to 5, uh, every day Calvary Chapel and Castle Rock has a petition available to sign if you happen to be in that area. Uh, so every, all day 8 to 5, um, a petition um, for Initiative 120 is available to sign and you know, voting is a privilege, and to have the form of government that we have is a privilege. And what I love about what I love about the Christian community is that we get to mobilize men and women in every strata of society, and we get we have those that that have a heart for legislation, we have a, uh, those with a heart for politics, we have those with a heart for um, prayer. Um, I think of not only Alternatives Pregnancy Center, but I also think of uh, I think of the Colorado Family Life Center where they help young parents. And we've been partnering with Colorado Family Life for a long time. And so what I'm, what I'm asking you is not to take a strong opinion of, for or against how people get involved, but just get involved. Um, I, I know that in the culture that we're in, you know, we're kind of valuing opinions and, and my opinion and your opinion and mine's better than yours. But what I'm asking you is get involved. If you're a politically-minded person, get involved politically. If if you are a rallying petition type of person, get involved in a rally. Get involved in a petition. If you're a prayer warrior, pray. If you're like my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law every single once a week, uh, I don't know what day, it might be Wednesday, she stands in front of the abortion clinic um, that is near her house ministering to the kids uh, and to the people that are go inside. And, and she has such a gifting of ministering to people. And so wherever you might be, uh, whatever role you have in society, please get involved. And that, that's true you know, across the board. You're listening on Hope FM, Truth FM, uh, wherever you might be, I encourage you to get involved and be involved that God would use you in a tremendously powerful way uh, to here in Colorado especially, to get behind Initiative 120. And, you know, the, it's not insurmountable. 125,000 signatures and a million dollars, and every little bit counts. You know, the Planned Parenthood is already funded, uh, and things like this need to be self-funded. And, you know, it was shocking, some of the information that we learned uh, regarding abortion here in Colorado. So the phone lines are open. Uh, I invited anyone that's, that wants to talk is I, I asked Marin, um, you know, Carl Marin, a, a wonderful family, been a part of Calvary church here for many, many years. Um, and I asked her, what would you say to sitting across from a woman or, or even a man, you know, that, that we would have the chance to talk to you, What would you say? And, and the, the, in, in the answer that she gave, you know, talk to somebody, Let's talk this through. Let, let's and, and I know there may be a hesitancy of going to a church, but we'll be here. We will be here. We gather every Wednesday at 7 o'clock, and we will be here. There will be people to talk to and to pray with you. Um, what, what we won't have is a place of conde- condemnation. Um, we won't condemn you for thinking about it or considering it, but we will tell you the truth, and we will encourage you, and we will uh, come alongside of you and and point you to the one. You know, when we think of death, we think of I, when I think of death, I think of the great sacrifice of Jesus Christ who died to forgive us of our sins. And maybe there is just that weight of condemnation and guilt from a past abortion, um, where man, it's so painful and it's so hurting. And we just want to encourage you in the things of the Lord. You know, we all have a past and we all have we all have things that we regret but we all have a great need for the lord to heal us and he does 3036903000 uh here's a text question that came in my daughter's having her fourth child and was told that this pregnancy was a high risk and if she decided to have the baby she and the baby could die she will for sure not be able to carry the baby full term. So the baby, baby will be born around seven months. And if she's lucky, the baby will then need to be put in the NICU for a couple of months. She's scared and doesn't want to have an abortion. She, she said that she tried praying, but it doesn't remove the fear of what could happen. I tell her to pray and have faith in God because he can do all things. Please pray for my daughter. Not only will I pray for your daughter, but i also remind your daughter, hopefully she's listening in, that um, you can both pray and be fearful at the same time. You know, the reality of being concerned about the baby, being concerned about the health, being concerned about your life. You know, I, I've, I've been at the hospital, at the bedside of my son who is sick, and the doctor's they talk like they forget that they're some doctors were talking like they forgot and the one in particular did not have the best bedside manner at all and and the way he spoke was 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 just inciting fear and hopelessness and that has an effect on people that hear it and my wife and I refused to receive the fear and the hopelessness that came from that doctor but it's not that we weren't tempted. It's not that the temptation wasn't there, or you're like, oh yeah, the doctor. You know, the the doctor said this. So no, but but we serve a God that's greater than the doctor. We serve a God who's greater than the circumstances. We serve a God who can bring to something out of nothing. He can make a way where there's no other way, and he can be with this baby not only to develop that baby to the point of delivery, but also to save. Both lives. Both lives. So, Father, I pray for this precious woman who is scared, and she's praying, but she's still scared. I ask you, God, to encourage her. I pray for the baby that's in her womb, that that baby would come to term and would not pose a significant risk. But I know that there are a lot of people that have a similar testimony I, I, re, I know that sister in our church who has delivered two children with even though she has great health risks in her own body and you've just been so faithful and to see those kiddos running around and see them grow up, what a privilege. And so I pray for those that are scared and fearful right now. It's real and it's a battle and it's a temptation not to trust you and I just pray, God, you would strengthen them and that that baby would come to term, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Any topic is um, open for discussion, uh, if you like. We did kick off the show with Initiative 120 here in Colorado, um, and putting an end to late-term abortion, putting it on the ballot, so that's a topic if you like, but you can call with anything. We're going to go down to Colorado Springs. Stephanie is waiting. Stephanie, welcome to the program.
1: Yes, hi. Um, I'm calling because of my fr- I have a Christian friend in Sacramento, and we've been writing back and forth, and she was telling me as far as um, pursuing God, and I wanted to know more about pursuing Him in the way that we can um, in a stronger faith, in, in reference to to do what he would want us to do. So the question I have is, she said that to pursue God as a dog pursues his prey. Okay. And we I, we don't know exactly where that is in the Bible, but she's very well versed in it. So okay. I was wondering where that is.
2: Did she reference it?
1: Uh, No.
2: Okay, well, let, let me do knows a quick it search is, but here. I don't know
1: where it is, even though I looked through an exhaustive concordance.
2: Let me see. She has
1: looked, and I don't know where that is.
2: I do Don't, you know, that? to me, that doesn't ring a bell at all. I'm putting in dog and prey in my search engine, and I don't see anything, so... How about um, pursue? Well, pursue is definitely a word that's used often, so let me see here. Let me put it in. You know, I I think I I immediately um, think of the scripture as a deer panteth for the water book. so my heart pants for you, so I know that. Let's and where see. is
1: that located?
2: Here, let me let me look up the first one first. So okay. pursue like a dog.
1: Pursues uh, his fowl or his prey.
2: Um, okay, so I don't see a pursue and a dog coming together. And let me just say prey, P-R-E-Y. Nothing comes up with those two either. Uh, so let's go back to, uh, let's see here. The, and I think it's Psalm 42 is where...
1: Oh, that would be nice if I uh, knew where it is.
2: Yeah, Psalm 42 is the one I shared with you, as the deer panteth for the water brook, so my soul pants for you, O Lord. Right. Um, but let's take that picture for a second, uh, not not being able to find that passage right yeah, now. Yeah, it's
1: not absolutely critical. Let's just use that. How can I pursue God more than I'm actually doing, or it's very hard for me to actually to do that what are the ways we can
2: Well you know the basic the basic elements of a relationship with God include praying reading your bible hanging out with other believers and taking of communion remembering him through the elements of communion and so you can immediately increase your pursuit of God by increasing any or all of those elements of your relationship with him. You know, in Acts chapter 2, in verse 42, uh, we get insights to the early church. And in the early church, this group of people that didn't have internet, that didn't have television, didn't have radio, they literally turned the world upside down in just a few years. And how they started was in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine in fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers and and so there's a there's a sense of i mean there's a sense of a group of people pursuing god they're coming together they're praying together they're studying the bible together they're breaking bread and in, in remembering the lord's death together and just in a simple level, as you increase any or all of those, you're going to find an immediate, a, immediate addition to your life. And let me recommend a book to you. Okay. Um, it's a book that I read very early on uh, in in my Christian walk by a man. His name is A. W. Tozer. T. T-O. Oh
1: yes, I've heard of him.
2: Well, he has a book that's actually entitled "The Pursuit of God." Nice. And All right. I read that, I used to read it once a year, it's been a, it's been a little while since I've read it, maybe a couple of years, but it is a simple stirring book with chapters to help stir you in pursuing God better, and pursuing God more. And just another thought before you have a follow-up, I think of that picture of pursuing God like a dog after its prey. You know, after an animal, after its prey, and think about that. First of all, that speaks of hungering, right? A dog's not going to go yeah. after his prey unless yeah. he's hungry. And Jesus said, Jesus said that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, because they will be filled. And so, hungering. Secondly, I think a dog pursuing its prey isn't doesn't easily give up. Uh, why doesn't it give up? Because of its hunger. And its desire to be to be fed, and so I think in pursuing God, we can't easily give up. We need to persevere. There's a Bible word, persevere. The Greek word for that is hoopomone. That we would endure and bear under under bear up under the pressure. But you know, too many times we quit. We quit small things. We quit big things. I was just talking to one of the pastors today. We make a commitment, and then a couple weeks later, we go, "Oh no, things changed. I can't keep my commitment." Well, right, that's going backwards, not I going understand. forwards.
1: I understand. Um,
2: but I, but I do want you to know that it's not as elusive as you might think. That you have chosen to per, you're you're pursuing God in a deeper way just by making this phone call and asking for help and asking for insight. You you may not see any major change. But you stepped out and you said, I'm going to ask somebody for help. That's You're seeking to pursue God. You're well on your way.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I'll look up the the book that you mentioned. Can I get that just at a regular Bible bookstore or Barnes & Noble?
2: You can. You can get it at Barnes & Noble. You can get it on Amazon or you can get it on your okay. Kindle. It's very popular.
1: Okay, great. I appreciate your help.
2: Well, thanks for calling. You're welcome. All right, bye-bye. Bye. 303 is the number. So glad that you chose to join us today. We're launching off into a brand new year. Uh, we're back in the book of Daniel tonight, verse by verse. We're finishing up chapter 6. I was just looking at the notes just before coming into studio today. Uh, we're going to finish up the chapter. Uh, the first study I entitled, Living Right in a World That's Wrong, and tonight... Uh, I gave it a a title of Threats Only Make Me Worship More. (laughs) That's what we see. We often think of chapter 6 as Daniel in the lion's den, and it is, and God's protective hand, but really what it is is the focus on Daniel is that the threats against Daniel only made him worship more, and he didn't cave to the pressure of all those that wanted to take him down. And may we have through the empowering of the Holy Spirit, a similar strength and a similar commitment. So give me a call. We have open lines. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I have a text question. Uh, I was also told my child, Lexi, has strong signs of Down syndrome but she didn't have it and is healthy. Praise God for that. You also said, as the deer pants, I found that, Psalm 42. Uh, it's definitely not a dog, right? But the, the phrase that she used, and I'm speaking to you, the text, was as a dog goes after its prey. And in Psalm 42, it talks about a deer panting for the water brooks. So it's probably whatever that person was referencing is probably not Psalm 42. But I love Psalm 42. I, th- I think that there is a, a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. And when we're hungry and we're thirsty, we seek to fulfill that hunger and that thirst. And, and God is so gracious to provide for us. He said to depend upon him for our daily bread. Come on out tonight. We have Bible study on Wednesday night here at Calvary Church. We're on Hampton, one block east of Tower Road, Uh, We have communion together. Really, we have Acts 2.42 together every Wednesday night um, that we have service. So this is our first Wednesday of 2020, and we're going to be back in chapter 6 of Daniel. We're going to have communion tonight. We're going to have worship. Uh, We're going to have a time of corporate prayer where we pray and intercede together. And then I'm going to be teaching a Bible study in the book of Daniel. And again, we started off the program today with the topic of abortion Particularly late term abortion, specifically Initiative 120, which is a ballot initiative that we're trying to get on the ballot. We need 125 signatures by January 31st. You can read the initiative at due date too late. That's due, D U E D A T E T O O late.com slash church. You can read the initiative. And it is the first effort to bring a moderate law that could pass and actually decrease the number of abortions in Colorado. It bans abortion after 22 weeks. And it includes an exception for the life of the mother, does not apply to procedures involving miscarriage, and you can read the entire initiative. You can sign the petition. Uh, I was told that Calvary Chapel in Castle Rock has a table set up any time between 8 and 5 where you can go by and sign it there. Uh, so if you're in the southern part of town, you can sign it there. You can go to the, to the rally. There's going to be a rally this Saturday at the state capitol. And you can contact through the contact tab at due duedatetolate.com. We're talking about initial, Initiative 120. We need 125,000 signatures, which is not impossible for the Lord at all. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. And again, we had guests Carl and Marin Peterson in studio. And I asked Marin, uh, what would she say if a woman, there's an empty chair in the studio here, if a woman was sitting in the chair next to us, contemplating divorce? And she had some very kind, f- uh, fair and firm words. To share with that woman and and maybe the man involved, and and one of the things that she said is talk to someone. And I would encourage you, if you need to talk to someone today, come to the church service tonight. Even if you want to argue and yell and scream, and and get whatever frustration is off your uh, off your chest, um, if you would give me the chance to speak with you or one of the women here in the church, there's a lot of godly women that come on a Wednesday night, or the pastoral staff here. Um, we would love to uh, be a part of what God wants to do in your life. Yeah, you may not a- agree with our view. Uh, you may not agree with our commitment to, to saving life. Uh, you may not believe that what's inside of your womb is a real baby. and And I respect your beliefs, and I respect you even though I disagree with you, Um, but I would ask you to give me the chance. I am the product. So let me just speak personally. I am the product of adoption. My birth parents did not have an abortion, and I am a product. I'm alive today because of adoption. My parents adopted me and my sister, a few years apart, because my parents couldn't conceive a child on their own, they couldn't do it physically. Neither could they do it medically, and they never did really explain to me why. I never really asked, and I didn't. I kind of felt like it was my personal, it was my parents' personal thing. So I never really asked. I don't know why, um, but my parents weren't able to conceive, so they chose to adopt two children, and I was one of them. And I was adopted through the regular adoption. Uh, I don't want to say orphanage I don't think I was living in an orphanage but like whatever the adoption system of the county of Los Angeles that was and I was that's how they they went through the process I was a baby in the process and here I am saved 50 plus years later and I think of some of the families in our own church that have adopted um, nationally internationally and could testify to the faithfulness of God. Um, We had a call that came in that asked, where in Castle Rock can you sign it? Uh, Calvary Chapel, Castle Rock. And I think it's I-25, they're right off the highway there um, by the big Castle Rock, you know, with the one with the big star? Um, Right there to the right. I know that um, cutoff, very familiar, I don't remember the name, I just remember the landmark because the cemetery where my son is buried is right down the street and uh, we visit that graveside often. 303-690-3000, back to Aurora, Colorado. Jacob, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, Pastor Ed, how are you doing?
2: Good, Jacob, what's up?
1: I just wanted to ask for a prayer request. Um, my wife, Megan, is uh, pregnant with our first child, actually, and she's just having a hard time with being sick and with anxiety and worries, of course, with having our first child. So I just wanted to see if you could uh, lift her up and pray for us.
2: Let's do that. Father, we pray, God, we pray for this precious baby that's developing in the womb for Jacob and his wife, God, as they face their very first baby. There's a lot of anxiety and concern and and just wild thoughts besides, I'm sure, the hormones changing and all the things happening within the body, just the radical. You're, you're an amazing God that created an amazing body of women that carry a baby, and I'm just so grateful for your perfect will to be accomplished. And so we pray uh, for Jacob's wife right now. We pray and lift her up to you, that you would put a peace upon her that surpasses all understanding, that you would help her with these temptations to fret and to worry, that you would match each temptation. I was thinking of 1 Corinthians 10 today, that with every temptation there's a way of escape, and that you would give her the way of escape, that she would settle and rest in you, knowing that you are sovereign over her body and you are sovereign over her womb and that she can trust you with the outcome of this baby and the delivery point of this baby. And I pray for Jacob. You give him wisdom how to minister and serve his wife. Uh, and together, you know we never really feel equipped and prepared to be a parent, no matter how long we've been doing it, but you're faithful and gracious to us. And I know you'll be faithful to, to and gracious to Jacob and his wife, in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor That was perfect.
2: You're welcome, bro. Tell us how it goes. Keep in touch.
1: I will. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye Bye-bye. Bye.
2: 303-690-3000 is the number. Hey, we started a brand new series uh, this last weekend. Uh, we entitled Into Faith We Go. That's the, the theme for us as a church this year. We just celebrated our 20-year anniversary. We are not settling back on our laurels. We're not resting. We haven't arrived. It's like planning a church all over again, and I pray that God would give us fresh vision. He would give us fresh strength. He would open doors that no man can close. He would close doors that no man can open, that, that even the little bit of strength that we have would be used for the glory of his name, the glory of his honor, that we would be be used not in just filling a church, or adding another service, but in feeling heaven and proclaiming the good news of the gospel that your sins can be forgiven, that God loves you and sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. And I pray that for the churches and the pastors that listen to this program every day, that listen to this particular radio station, whether you're listening to Grace FM uh, on the radio network, or you're listening online, or you're in Florida or Georgia or Maine, wherever you might be listening, uh, we want to encourage you uh, to join us. You can always download our free app. So go to your app store, and you can just put the the name Ed Taylor in the app store. If you go and put Ed Taylor, I, I know that. I'm going to do it right now uh, so that I can double check. Um, if you put in Ed Taylor, I think our apps pop up. And let's see, Calvary Church Ed Taylor, Yep. So right there, if you just put Ed Taylor, Calvary Church pops up, the first one. Download it. Uh, if you want to connect with us at Grace FM, you can just do the same thing, Grace FM, and download our app and let, join us. Whether you're here or there, join us. And we would love to um, encourage you, uh, strengthen you, uh, and help you join us by um, growing uh, in, your, in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, um, and, and be encouraged with living by faith, uh, trusting you, and knowing that you are, are loved and cared for no matter where you are. Um, uh, here's one real quick before we head off. Uh, any thoughts on Kanye West's recent album, And Shift to Christianity?, Man, I anyone that says they're a believer, I'm going to treat them like a believer, and I'm grateful that someone with such a great platform is de- de- declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he's declaring it in a clear way. Uh, the Bible tells me that agape love hopes all things, believes all things, so I'm going to encourage the brother, I'm going to encourage him to continue to preach the gospel, I'm going to encourage him to go to places that I'm unable to go to, to preach the gospel to people that I'm unable to preach the gospel to, and, and I... I am hoping the best, and I'm encouraging the best, and man, I, I'm, I'm excited, but, but I want to say this with caution a little, just because a celebrity gets saved, a celebrity getting saved is no greater than your neighbor getting saved, so I know sometimes we get excited because somebody with such a great platform um, now has the opportunity to share the gospel, but I'm praying for people to disciple him. I'm praying for people to be in his life, to strengthen him, and that he would use his platform. But I'll tell you what, when I think of Kanye West, I think of you. And I pray that you would use your platform. And let's go aggressive in love and grace, sharing the gospel with everyone that we know. Great question. That's the end of the show. We'll be back tomorrow. I look forward to being with you, Lord willing, or the rapture. Then I'll meet you in the air, which would be way better. I'm looking forward to Jesus returning. See you tonight, 7 o'clock.